Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a May 18th edition of the MSP Initiative Live. Before we know it, it's going to be summertime. Well, at least for the people on this side of the planet, maybe wintertime for the people down in Australia and New Zealand. So I should be sharing my screen, uh, mspinitiative.com. This and every other session we've ever done uh, will be under sessions in the sessions tab, both in audio and video format. We have our MSP Community Minds event. This is a live in-person event in Denver, August 14th and 15th. I have a great you know, kind of list of experts that will be doing workshop-based sessions with our attendees and attendees should be MSPs or IT service providers. Costs you absolutely nothing to register uh, and join us other than got to make it there. Um, we do have uh, a hotel block to try and, you know, make it a little less expensive for you. But um, generally speaking, our goal is to, you know, stop PowerPointing you to death and actually workshop you through themes. Uh, we're working on the actual topics now. So uh, stay tuned. But uh, we've got a little bit of time to hopefully uh, get some people lined up uh, for Community Minds. Then we have all of our various block parties. Uh, if you were in uh, Prague last week uh, for the Enable uh, Empower Conference, we had a pretty cool event. We're about to post photos. Uh, we have upcoming block parties uh, in Dublin uh, for Datacon uh, and slash Kaseya Europe. Um, an MSP community boat party um, for Taylor Business Group Big Big, which is in Fort Lauderdale this year. Uh, come back for Miami, uh, Datocon Miami. And then, of course, we close out the year in Orlando um, for the big one at the end of the year. And if you missed it last year, go over here to uh, the 22 block party and you'll see that we had the All-American Rejects. Literally, no cover band. This is the real deal uh, for that particular event. So don't worry. We'll be announcing a band soon, we promise. Uh, under community offers, we have a handful of companies that have, you know, special offers for the community. We'll grow that list. We also have our industry calendar, um, just that you know what's happening out in the world. And if we're missing anything, feel free to submit uh, that here in this form, and uh, hopefully we'll get it on there if it's not there already. So that is all things MSP Initiative. And again, you can find that online at mspinitiative.com. Today, we bring on... Uh, longtime contributor Pete from Equilibrium, and uh, a new member to the team, Jen Morrison, uh, who actually is like two days in on the job. Welcome to the team, Jen. Um, so it is a Thursday and pretty good weather, at least here in the Northeast. How's everybody doing today? Doing good, doing good, but it's not good weather down here right now, blowing and wow. raining. I don't, I don't. <clears throat> I don't really look, you get weather, mostly good weather most of the year. So no complaints. Yeah, a little chilly, but. I am, I am in shorts and, and sandals. So okay. Wow. I mean, like, do you even have a coat? I don't even think you have cold weather. You know, I have one, but I, I it might, probably has moth holes in it by now from sitting in the closet. Yeah. You just, uh, well, you put in your time in New Jersey all those years. So I guess I can't harp on you too much. Yeah. I've done time in the Northeast. I've done it up in Illinois and you know, up on the Great Lakes. So yeah, well, Minnesota and some other pretty rough places in the winter. Yeah, well, 
one thing's for sure. My winter jacket gets quite the workout. So that's not quite, you know, North Dakota or Canada, but it surely does get a workout. So what's happening out in the world there, Pete? What are you hearing out there? I mean, wow, there's, there's so much changing right now. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Like when what? we get when we get out of the political world of the political and the monetary issues that were that are out there, you know, when we look at just our own market, things are just changing, you know, where software providers have, have uh, rebranded and then continue to change and morph their product mixes and who's who's owning who, who's buying who, you know, the big conglomerate of Kaseya, the ConnectWise getting rid of a a partner or a suitor that might uh, might buy them and turning them away. I mean, try trying times to say you're going to turn a suitor away, you know. But I guess you wait. I for don't your know. Price. I'm hearing rumors that whatever's happening there has got to happen one way or another. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. All, all speculation, of course, but so it seems like something's got to happen in that realm. But and we're we're even seeing in our own world of of marketing, things are just changing so dynamically you know and last year we were supposed to get rid of cookies right google was going to get rid of cookies and they said well nobody nobody knew about it even though we talked about it for three years nobody did anything so there's no replacement for cookies but it's coming everybody's got a year and all the marketing platforms and everything else when there's no cookies boy i don't know how google's going to drive ad revenue without cookies you know Hmm. Think about it. Every time you go to that Google page or you go onto Facebook, after you've looked at something, all of a sudden it's in your face, right? That's gone. What's going to replace it? Nobody's got a replacement yet. So all of a sudden that's just going to disappear off the map. I got to think somebody's going to come up with an answer. Targeted. It, it was targeted for last October and they pushed it out by two years. Hmm. <clears throat> and so Google themselves doesn't, they, they don't have a replacement to go to people that are going to advertise like so how are you going to track this how are you going to do it right so there's this new thing called google 4 right and google 4 is a whole new analytics package but all you know anybody that's got a website or is using google analytics right now by july 1 you have to convert to google 4 and if you don't they'll do it for you and you may lose all of your historical data right so there's some there's some issues there, but there's some really cool things that are going to come with Google for for you to track things going through your website better for conversions and goals and things that you might once have thought, gee, I need a cookie to do this. Right. So you'll get your hand out of the cookie jar and you'll get over there and start talking about attribution more. And, and it might change the behavior of a lot of marketing teams. We're, we're seeing it in some of our clients right now. So. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you know, there's something that there's, there's still people out there that spend a lot of money on marketing automation platforms, right? And there's a lot of people out there that are like, you know, rubbing two sticks together just to make it work, right? So it's intriguing to see, you know, is the, is, is, is the traditional website even a thing anymore, right? Like, I feel like everybody's putting concentration in so many other avenues that like, you know, the brochure that used to be your website may not be the same thing anymore. Well, I mean, it, it, different layouts, you know, you've heard story brand has been very popular over the last couple of years. 
um, you know, tying in buying personas into the website versus focusing on products and services, appealing to the buying persona in a different way. Uh, you know, online eBooks where you can flip through a catalog versus, you know, so thinking of like going to Sears or JCPenney where you just flip a page and you're shopping in the catalog, right? Uh, versus a service page. So some of those ideas are starting to really bubble up. And, and I think we're going to see some more of that kind of stuff. Uh, obviously, as you know, and you've been on your kick of a video, right? Video is a, it's a first step of relationship when you don't have touch points and you're not in front of people. You know, people seeing people is a first part of building the trust and people buy from people they see, know, or like, right? So so video attribution is really big, but it's going to be interesting to see how all of it comes in. And we're, um, you know, Jen and I were chatting this morning on some items and, and I was talking about a campaign that we're doing. Things are coming back like bulky emails to get attention, right? Because email in general, it's just worn out. People just, they get so, there's so much noise and the spam filters are tweaked so high now that it's hard to get things through to the people that you want to. And even then they get so much of it. It's just like people calling, right? An executive gets what? Maybe 20 calls a week being solicited. So, uh, you know, between that and email, it's just because, you know, the, the, the three evils, right? So, so speak is the next one, right? Video and speak. So, uh, you know, but we're also seeing things come back in print, seeing a lot of, lot of, you know, good um, pieces. And obviously they need to be creative, but, you know, they've got to have a catch, a hook. And just like, uh, you know, what you did in Prague, come take a shot on us, you know, yeah. that's take a shot on us. And if you look at, if you look at the social posts that we, you know, we work on, it, it, it says, you know, come take a shot on us. What do you have to lose? Right. You get a shot while you're here and take a shot at learning about us, right? So there's some kind of fun and playfulness that's got to go into marketing that I think it's become very uh, conservative and stodgy over time. So. Sure. No. Yeah. I don't know if that works uh, in, in all locales, right? We learned over there in Prague that um, beer's uh, less expensive than water. That's so. something, right? <laughs> I was, yeah, you did that, say that's where the original Pilsner's from, right? That's true. Yeah. And we went on the tour and the people on the tour were like, hey, did you know we drink more alcohol than any other country on the planet? And I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty sure the United States is like a thousand X of whatever you got going on over here. They're like, no, it's true. I'm like, how? And that's how we figured it out. It's like very, very, very inexpensive. So much so that water is more expensive than beer. I don't know how it works out that way, but that's what it is. We also found out that, you know, Prague is obviously one city in the entire country, you know, the most popular one, obviously, but uh, right. there's 1.3 million people uh, that are residents of Prague. So just to give you, you know, a little bit of a balancing act, Philadelphia proper is supposed to be 1.5 million. So kind of gives you a little bit of an idea. And of the 1.3 million people that are registered in Prague, 1 million vehicles are registered. So it's like, where are these cars? Where, where do they put these cars? I don't know. But I will tell you, no electric cars. I didn't see a single electric car. Good old fashioned diesel. What about diesel? I mean, listen, it works. Why? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
Yeah. Yeah. They were pushing the electric in the airport, but nobody was like every, I didn't see a sing. I think Alex said he saw a charging station. Wow. Well, that's the EU mandate, right? So they're going to, they're going to advertise the heck out of moving to a carbon emission free environment by, I don't know, 2035, 2040, whatever it is, but. I mean, at you know, this rate, these people may get a funnel out and just pour beer into their dad gas tank. I know. Wouldn't that be great? Right? I mean, if you exactly. look at the cost of a gallon of beer versus the cost of a gallon of gas, it might not be too bad. Imagine, could you imagine that pulling up to a filling station and pulling out, a, putting in a, a beer and pumping beer into your car? To run? Do I want to put in Pilsner, Lager, <laughs> IPA, right? We'll just, you know, go crazy. Yeah. Different, different octanes, you know, different ABVs for the type of car and, and engine. I mean, it would work really <laughs> well for them. I'll tell you that. Could be, a, could be onto something in the distilleries and, and brewers might actually, you know, buy into that one. Maybe, but maybe. Be interesting. There's definitely some vapor, burnable vapor in alcohol. So. Yeah. And actually, did you know that beer is 90% water? Yep. Wow. I didn't. Did I know? Really? I'm just for the people. I mean, that you know, how many gallons this. of beer have I brewed over the I don't know how many. <laughs> 55 <laughs> gallon, the 55 gallon drums have you worked on? Uh we do it in, in five and ten gallon at a time. But okay. we probably um in the years that we've been doing it, I, I would say we've probably done over a hundred gallons of, of beer just in our out of our little home. I wonder if every state has a uh, limit on how much alcohol you can possess before you need a license. You do 50 gallons a year. Okay. If you, if you produce more than 50 gallons a year, you, you're considered a, a, a brewery or whatever, but we never did more than that per year. So we, we make what we can consume or when we're having a party or something like that, friends are coming over. So it's not that bad, but I got you. I got yeah. you. But you can only distill, you, you can't distill certain alcohols. Like it's okay to make vodka, but it's not okay to make spirits like bourbon or whiskey. Huh. Which you I don't understand. Jack, not, no Jack Daniels 2.0, huh? No. Yeah. I know Jen likes <laughs> IPA up there. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Oh, I line got you. Person, but <laughs> I'll have to send you some IPAs from, from the house. Wine person. Not boxed wine, I hope. Oh, God, no. <laughs> More like a ten dollar bottle than a box. <laughs> Going box wines give me a long night. I think <laughs> some Costco box wine. <laughs> Apparently, Costco is one of the largest acquirers of wine in the country. Yeah, like the Kirkland stuff. They have a lot. I didn't realize that. I think I I saw that on a Mister Wonderful post somewhere, and I was like, I <laughs> knew that. I didn't know that. Apparently, a lot of people shop at Costco true it's true so yeah, oh, yeah I, I i was looking for it and i wanted to show you know we talk about the post office and how the post office is always trying to rack up rates always complaining that they don't have enough money to operate they did this fantastic marketing piece that came out last week probably one of the best pieces i've ever seen it's a it's a long card it's probably about eight and a half by four and a half and you know like the plastic where you used to go like this and it would change like optical you know mm -hmm. what you did it it's got that like little bit of uh, rib on the top of it you know the plastic and image 
you can move this piece in different ways and you can see all four seasons, whether it's up, down, side to side. Hmm. And I'm like, so I wonder how many of these they've sent out. And, you know, so it was like a really good piece, but probably cost the post office like eight to 10 bucks per mailer print and, and deliver. Well, we all know the post office may not be the most profitable organization on the planet. Yeah. Good marketing piece though. Good for them. I mean, they were marketing to businesses and how to get the sale and make sure that your products are getting to delivery, but you know, we've had some experience with that ourselves, haven't we? As far as delivery of things, I'm not so sure the post office has a great record. We, we, we have that experience. George. (laughs) I mean, I ship things several times in the, but like overnight delivery, right. And then like overnight turned into three weeks. So like, I'm not so sure about that post office delivery. <laughs> There's a reason why UPS and FedEx exist. Let's be honest. And even they have, even they have problems. Here we go. He's pulling something. <laughs> I was looking for it. I, I, I meant to put it on a side to show it to you guys. Cause I, I kind of like, it was really, you know, being a marketeer, I just was like, this is really cool. Wow. Does it you make you want to go to the post office? <laughs> wow. You know, you know, me and the post office have a long history of, of uh, not normal experiences, but we'll put that off to the side for a second. Well, if traditional marketing's not working, how come the Super Bowl ads all sold out at the highest they've ever sold? You know, it's, it's uh, all about brand, right? The NFL, one of the biggest brands in the world, not just the country, in the world. I mean... Europeans watch football, you know, look at the NFL looking to expand over, right? So building their brand across the water and, and no different than most in our industry, right? They, they start here, they move up to Canada, they start to go over to uh, the UK or EMEA and, you know, see where they do it. But the laws are so different between countries, right? Even between us and Canada as to what you should do and can do under the laws. So you have to be careful. But wow. I, yeah, uh, you the, know, the schedule came out. It's going to be Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs in Germany. Oh wow! So I wonder how many how many boots of beer are going to be sold. A yeah. lot. <laughs> is, that, is that like uh, preseason or how many weeks? No, that's in? regular season. Are they doing it during Oktoberfest? I, I, let me pull it up right now. And it would be worth going to, right? Oh, now you want to go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when you look at when you look at the millions of dollars at the NFL. November 5th. You know? Right at the end. November 5th at Frankfurt Stadium. So that's right after Oktoberfest. Right, right at the peak end of, of Oktoberfest. So. Apparently nice. there's two games being played in Germany this year. So it's that one, and on November 12th, the Colts versus the Patriots. Hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting, interesting uh, mix to go And then in Wembley, you got Falcons versus the Jags, Jags versus the Buffalo Bills, Ravens versus the Titans. Well, that would tell you the first two target cities for expansion, wouldn't it? Yes. Well, they, they did used to have a, uh, 
they did used to have a uh, uh, a European league that they shut down, right? It was like a feeder league mm-hmm. to the NFL. Yeah. But nice to see, like, you know, I remember back in 2017, we took a bunch of the, the MSPs in the UK to an Eagles-Jags at Wembley Stadium game. Awesome. Yeah. That, it was a little bit of a learning curve. <laughs> they kept on seeing you know, They had the rules on the TV a lot. On the board, they, they, they were having problems with offside. It wasn't quite the same. No, they they narrowed the field down to regulation. It's just obviously the soccer fields are a little bit bigger and how they're measured out than the football fields, right? Oh my gosh, I need the rules here for me. Yeah. What do you you don't watch football, Jen? Um, not by choice. Oh no. Well, we'll fix that. She, she's at the she's at the tennis and at the polo matches. Out in... I like hockey. No, it's... Oh, oh, yeah. Well, you Look got plenty that. of hockey up by you. <laughs> yeah, you got, you, got, you, got, you, got, you got the two New York teams. We got three New York teams for hockey, right? And you got the Hartford team, right? Yeah, well, Devils, Islanders, Devils, Rangers. Like, yeah. Yeah, Devils are... And who's up in Hartford? Yeah. I thought there was Yeah, that's yeah. Um, below the NHL. They come up from there. Semi-pro. They're supposedly a pretty decent team to go watch and enjoy too, though. They are. A lot of them go to the Rangers too. Mm-hmm. Hockey fan, huh? Okay. Mental note. <laughs> you just go. You you go for the fights. Or you go for the game. I like both. I like the fights, but I, then I I think it's like one of the most fun live sports to watch. Baseball. Hey. Well, but we haven't been to baseball since they put in that clock. That's true. And I now the game's like house. moving. Much better. Yeah. Yeah. Can't delay the game anymore, right? <clears throat> so. I actually was just at the field in Philly, the football field for Taylor Swift. And I, I oh, thought you went down the Lincoln did. Financial Field for Taylor Swift, eh? I did. <laughs> Taylor Swift. I well, thought it was cool about what. how Philly has like all their arenas right next to each other. Yeah, I think we're only one of three or four cities in the country that have them all in one place. Yeah, that was interesting. That was the first time I've seen that. Yeah, lots of parking. Uh, but if there's something happening at all three simultaneously, which can happen, has happened. Nightmare. Gets it a little is a bit nightmare. Oh, I'm sure. I heard, I heard they had people standing outside the stadium for Taylor. 20,000 people. They're like, nope, we can't afford your tickets, but we'll stay outside and listen. <laughs> probably heard it just fine i needed to i went down there with no tickets and bought them right before wow so this is that was just last week this is yeah it was week. on saturday wow wow okay good to know oh you should have told me i would have gotten you a cheesesteak I, I didn't realize how close philly was i didn't kind of i've never been down there You've never been to Philly ever? No, it was like only 2.15. I thought it would be like more like three or three and a half. No. Well, that's because of your crappy traffic up there in New York. And that's Connecticut. true. <laughs> Don't laugh. Down, like, no, I can't even down argue the old, old Jersey Turnpike, probably. It's well, an I-95 probably probably. all the way. Yeah, I did. I took it all the way. So, okay, that's cool. So that So, so you saw my church. I probably did, yeah. Right, because the, the, the field that you saw the concert at, that's where I go on Sundays. Prayed for tickets. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you pay for tickets, Jen? Let us know. What is it? So 
this is actually insane. So we paid like 2000 each, but then the tickets never got sent to us. So there was nothing to scan. The guy who worked there, we were talking to him for a little while. We missed like the first four songs. I was like, you know what? I'll walk you down to your seats, whatever. We were on the floor and StubHub gave me a full refund. Wow. You've made out so there. lucked out, but 2000 a seat, my Lord. I was like, like, we're like Super Bowl pricing, not really, but expensive. It was my Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would say so. Wow. I went to Taylor for free. Yeah, well, that's good. You got the hookup. So now you have a good Philly story. I do. Now I, yeah, I associate Philly with positive things. So there you go. You still don't get the cheesesteak, though. I know. Next time. You will. You will. Don't worry. That's that's my jam. Uh, well, I'm glad you found your way out of your state. I know that's hard to do because you know it's hard to get out of there. It is. <laughs> yeah. Not, I have no I have no good cheesesteak joints left down here. What happened? The the woman uh, that was the co-owner, her and her husband of the uh, Northern Bites, they used to bring down the Amarosa on the airplane every morning and everything uh, fresh down. And uh, she had COVID and passed. And oh, so no. shut it, they shut it down. Wow. Closed it down. So now I'm in search of something down here that's got a half decent cheesesteak. I know Hopefully my buddy, at, my buddy at Scotto's, he says he makes a good cheesesteak. Yeah, not Subway. Don't do that. No. That's not good. Uh, so Taylor Swift and no cheesesteaks. Got it. Check. <laughs> All good. Now we know what Jen does in her spare time. We do. Try now, now, now what have been, what would have been the trifecta is if you bought wine while you were there? I did. <laughs> <laughs> How much was the wine? Oh my gosh. The wine was like $14. <laughs> it's more expensive than the beer. Yeah. yeah well was it was it all was cracked up to be the taylor take care take care of business oh my god it was so worth it it was amazing <laughs> i was at the one where she yelled at the security guard i don't know if you saw that online i saw that like somebody was the security guard was hassling some lady she's like leave him alone they didn't do anything yeah he was just like on a power trip and just not letting anyone do anything and he got fired i heard <laughs> wow. yeah, the games this year <laughs> Oh, hey, listen, you know, like, you know how this works, right? The stadiums like outsource the security to a third party, they outsource the parking lots to a third party. It's like you're working for a company of a company of a company, right? Right. (laughs) Especially when like, I, I, uh, I did, I worked as a temporary person for the Super Bowl when they had it in New Jersey, right? It was uh, Broncos and the Seahawks. The one, the one Super Bowl they had at the Meadowlands there in New Jersey where the Giants and the Jets play. Then there was like a snowstorm like an hour after the game and nobody could go anywhere. Uh, so like, it's all temporary. Like they had, it's, all, it's like contractors of contractors of contractors. But I digress. People forget that Taylor's from a little bit north of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's from Nashville. I'm like, no, she's not. She's from Reading, Pennsylvania. Look it up. Yeah, she said it was her hometown stop. Yeah, Reading, Pennsylvania, just like one couple, a little bit like a county and a half north. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
Not far at all. Yeah, she. I sometimes think she forgets that she's friends with Pennsylvania, but I'm not into the Taylor Swift game, to be honest. Clearly, I know. <laughs> Got to say that she's not in my playlist. Got to be honest. I'm not sure I would target her for an MSP block party. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Well, let's be honest. To book Taylor Swift is like one, at least 1.5 million. Well, is it that low? No, I mean, that, that was the price three years ago. Yeah. yeah at least. Her time. If, if Jen's going to pay 2000 a ticket, she's probably high. <laughs> She's selling out everywhere she goes. I got to give the people credit from outside the building. They they got it for free. I know they did. I heard it was like a madhouse though. I don't do well with crowds like that. If I, if I like my seat, that's fine, but not out like that in the world. Not in the Getting anytime soon. (laughs) You, you, You never did Times Square, did you? For New Year's. No. Jen's Jen wants to sit on the green lawn in her chair with her wine and her cheese or her charcuterie board, and she's set. I was actually in a pit at the at a concert a couple of weeks ago in Spain with my family, and I was like this, and I, I didn't love it. But now, George, there's there's a story. The family, Jen's family, goes all the way to Barcelona mm. to see Bruce Springsteen. Why? <laughs> Oh my God, I don't my think dad. that's I don't think that was it. I think they could have seen Bruce anywhere. They just happened to be in Spain and he was playing at the time. Well, it happened to be on my dad's birthday and he's mm. a diehard fan. And Barcelona was like his bucket list show for him. So Okay. We, I mean, he, he does. He does a lot of stadium stops all through the U.S. all the time. Oh, yeah. He, he went to those, too. <laughs> Barcelona. Did you have any travel stories on your trip to Spain there, Jen? Um, nothing too exciting. Just Bruce. Um, couldn't believe they don't price gouge there. The German couple in line with us couldn't believe that people in the U.S. pay $2,000 for tickets when theirs were one twenty for the same spot. Crazy. I was a little jealous of that. Yeah. Well, it was the same for about everything in other countries. The U.S. supply and demand and capitalism reigns, right? I got, uh, so somehow I didn't get stopped in security on my <clears throat> way to and from Prague, but the oh, reverse man. happened. Stanners got stopped. That was great. <laughs> Not only did he, he get stopped in security in Prague, he got stopped at the lounge on JFK. <laughs> Sir! Where are you going with that drink? I guess they thought he was leaving the place with the drink. <laughs> but I, well, I, I didn't feel bad at all because apparently TSA, I don't know what your home airport is, Jen, but TSA pre-check. And I, I, by the way, I avoid New York City like the plague. Uh, but for some reason, we had to fly out of JFK for this, this crazy Prague, three flights, three train operation. And uh, I get to JFK and they're like, oh yeah, TSA pre-check closes at 8.30. And I'm like, this place is a madhouse and you shut down the fast lane? It's frick. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. It was like an hour and a half to get through security. That's like the last place I would ever think would do that. Yeah. I was already on JFK or my airports, unfortunately. I mean, listen, beautiful now, but 
I mean, you'll have direct flights to places, but man, those two airports are horrible <laughs> to get to. Yeah, the last time I went to, to uh, LaGuardia, it was, I never want to go to LaGuardia again. Yeah, used yeah. To be, that's where we used to fly out when we were kids all the time growing up in North Jersey. So yeah, I'll do Newark because it's one highway and I don't have to cross a bridge or a tunnel. Yeah, Newark, LaGuardia is not too bad. For me, it's like with no traffic, 35 minutes. I mean, when does that happen? But um, JFK, even just that, that extra 15 miles can add an hour <laughs> to your trip. It's brutal. So, so, we, so we took the, pro the train in Prague and it was like a 24 hour pass. And so we're riding on the train, we get off this stop. And it was like, yeah, me and four other people standards were there. And I guess the, the, the train police, like the guy was like a linebacker. Like he just like cut through the crowd and like literally stopped me. He's like, sir, ticket. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and like everybody took their tickets out. He didn't care about anybody else's ticket, but mine. I was like, there you go. <laughs> and he was salty when I had a ticket. I was like, I see what was happening here. Oh, he thought he caught you. <laughs> yeah, for sure he did. <laughs> so I was like, this is ridiculous. It doesn't matter what continent, what country. It's all the same. So, uh, and then on, uh, I was flying back on my birthday and we were taking uh, the one airline, KLM, which was like the first flight was from Prague to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to London, three trains, switch airports, another, and then another flight from London back to JFK. So on that first leg, they're like, oh, it's, we're, we're, <laughs> believe it or not, this is standards we're talking about here, right? We were on the bathroom aisle. And he was salty. The lady came up. She's like, oh, it's, it's your birthday. And I'm like, yeah, it is. She's like, here's a card. I'm like, a card? And then like, they're like, how would you like to move up? And I'm, and Standard's like, we're moving up. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess we're going to move up. And so we moved up to like the exit route. And oh, you got like, to bring in? That was nice. <laughs> yeah, then I got a little like, you know, box with like, you know, different like Danishes and cookies and whatever. And they gave me like a little champagne bottle. Oh, nice. I was like, huh, how, how about them apples? That's pretty cool. So a little yeah. birthday treat, little birthday, you know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was uh, totally unexpected. But hey, I'll take the win. Exactly. I'll take the win. Plus, we had to go through, you know, Customs and Border Force, you know, to get like, because like the EU border going back into the UK. So, oh, like, right. you know, you have to, like, wait in line and go through the whole thing. So, yeah, that's fun times. But, hey, travel stories. we got no... no Is it a good show, at least? It was worth it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's talk about that. So, never been to any of Enable's events, right? Big name in the industry. Um, so, this is the first Empower that we've been to. Um, it was probably not the most ideal setup as a sponsoring vendor, because something about where the vendors were at was completely kind of across the hall from food, drinks, breaks, networking time kind of thing. So that wasn't ideal. Um, I don't know if that was just a snafu with how the venue you know, was laid out or not, but you know, they had a decent amount of people there. I mean, seemed like a good event. The block party went really well. Uh, we went to a place called the Moon Club in Prague, which is a pretty nice place. And um, 
it's just a lot there's a lot of touristy things to do in that little town yeah the party yeah, outside really of cool. france like that's like a go-to destination no the part the venue looked really cool i i i lucked out for sure because <laughs> you know the the we ended up finding a, a guy that runs an event business in prague and when we connected with him he's like oh i have 750 venues for you to choose from you want to help me narrow it down Oh I was like, how are there 750 <laughs> venues in this little little city? But there was. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So it was like, all right, here's what we need. This is how we set it up. He's like, all right, here's five. Like he narrowed 750 down to five. Oh my gosh, like just like that. <laughs> just like that. I was like, wow, that was cool. <laughs> so it worked out. But they, they got like the Pebble Roads, right? Which is like old school. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and it had like a, you know, there's a, there's a new part of town. There's an old part of town. So it was a, it was a cool place if you haven't been there before. Okay. One could argue the destination conference doesn't always work out, but I think this one turned out all right. Looked like the facility though overall was pretty, pretty nice from an interior perspective on how they laid out wasn't bad from the flow perspective. Everybody didn't seem to be on top of each other. Are you talking about the conference or the party? Uh, the conference and then the uh, even the trade show floor. Yeah. So the trade show floor was like over to the to the right. And then we were in a convention center where there were like two or three levels. And um, <laughs> it was funny. On the last day, apparently some high profile customer was on the level above us and they were like trying to keep the noise down. And then all of a sudden, Halo PSA was there with their megaphone <laughs> doing the alarm. You know, like, hey, we're doing a prize drop. <laughs> like, oh, man. I, lo I love it, by the way. But whoever was complaining upstairs, not at. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know if the uh, could you imagine you're, you're on a trade the trade show floor and you have like the. You know, like it's like the guy selling the pop, the beer, right? Beer here, and look at Mega. Like that would be, that would be interesting. Kind of so. like all these sirens behind me right now. <laughs> oh, I can't hear them, but I'll oh, good. Okay, they're really loud. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, back to the whole marketing conversation. Since we have Pete on, marketing is a fickle thing these days because there's a lot of things causing a lot of attention grabs. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the uh, the silver bullet is, but consistency, I think, is important. And you probably have to do a lot more separate marketing things that you did than you had to have done in the past, because if you just send out one every once in a, in a, in a blue moon or like once a week is probably not good enough at this point. Uh, I think what you have to do is get away from individual individual components. So um, you have to design something that goes across all of the spectrum, right? So uh, something that ties, uh, you know, email, postal delivery, um, some kind of friendly letter that goes out with the postal, you know, like bulky mail type thing. And have them all come together that when they come and where you had made a mention, like, is website still a thing? Well, yeah, it's still the, the foundation 
for all of the digital pieces to go, right? Because that's where customers are going to find the information about you. So simple, easy navigation, you know, uh, accordion style type things, tab types, tab style things where people don't have to do a lot of scrolling. They can click because time is, you know, time is it. So if they have to scroll and click and move a lot, they'll abandon your website. So the quicker they can get to the information, the better, or go right to the information, the better. So, um, you know, suggestions on things like emails. If you're talking a specific topic and you have a blog in your website, point them specifically to your blog and a certain paragraph that might bring the point out that you're trying to make. You know, be, be very specific on how you use their time when they receive whatever your, your delivery is going to be. But, you know, tie things in. Uh, one of the things you've always done well, George, is you like friendly emails. You like it to feel like you're just writing a regular email and not a big, you know, heavy push on this product or feature or whatever, just something short and sweet and kind of, you know, feel good, right? Make it just like you're writing an email directly to me uh, without, it, without it being it. The other thing that we're hearing uh, from the MSP side, and this is maybe something for the vendors, is slow down. You come back from these trade events and you're saying within the first three days, you got to email and call. Think about it. How many vendors go to the trade event and how many phone calls are these companies getting? It's just noise at this point. Spread it out a little bit. Give yourself a pace to, to maybe get a week, week and a half out and your stuff is more likely to get through and maybe get some attention, right? So that's some of the stuff that we're hearing is like, hey, you work with vendors. Can you tell them to slow down? Like, we, we just can't take this influx two days after we get back because we're, we're trying to catch up on what we are. And then we get these emails and then the phone calls start, right? And it's just, it's just too much. So we just tune out, right? And, and that's what you hear from a lot of vendors, right? So really, it, it gets to what's that relationship build and did your relationship really get to that relationship side where you can do it. And certainly, you know, one of the things that we know, and you know very well through, through what we've, we've all done uh, working together is uh, community, right? The community relationships go far deeper than anything else, right? People buy from people they know, people buy from people they like, right? So, you know, building your relationships while you're out at a trade event on both sides of it, right? People need to engage and not just walk by and say, oh, what's he giving away? Let me just kind of sneak one out when he turns his head to the left, right? Or take their bag and scoop your whole table, right? We've seen that too, right? Where they, where they come through and they, where you turn many, around, you had a thousand pens, pens and all of a sudden there's no pens left. You know? <laughs> how many bouncy balls can they take? Yeah. So, so, you know, um, those are all, all things to keep in mind, you know, is the relationship is key. And that's why be seen, be heard. You know, my mantra is always be seen, be heard, be consistent and be deliberate. Right. And if, if you take those four key points and fold them into what you're doing in marketing, you, you end up doing pretty well. Um, but I think the multi-point approach is really where people are getting attraction right now. It's not just, uh, an email. It's got to be a campaign that has all of these components together 
and each one of those components pulls from the last and and builds and done right and a little bit of clever in it uh you know um you can you can go a long way right so. hmm. why is the industry so focused on event marketing do we know the answer to that on event marketing because mm -hmm. it's getting in front of the masses right okay so they think that if we get in front of the, the masses more, we're going to do better, right? And if you think about a lot of the people that are doing event marketing right now are SaaS providers, right? So it's a very, it's still a transactional. It's not a relationship built, right? So it's transactional. I buy a license, it costs me 50 cents and that's it. I don't worry about it, right? Um, and I can have anybody follow up and some of them even have self-subscription models. So the follow-up is if you like me enough or you like what features that I had enough, you'll go in and self-subscribe or sign up for a demo, okay? Um, but the smaller niche events are where you build longer standing, better clients because the relationship, the expectations, you learn a lot more in those because you can spend more time with each other, okay? So it's not seven people huddling around your monitor in the booth in the event, right? It's one or two people and you're getting good dialogue that lasts more than 30 seconds because I can't hear over everybody that's in the event. Hall. So the, the event marketing, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's been debated. The pricing, one, I think there's too many events. I, I got to believe that consolidation of events is coming. It's just, I, I've heard from a lot of partners this year that say, I'm only doing three events this year. I can't afford to be out at all these events, the hotels, even though they're sponsoring, I can't be afford to be away from my business because, you know, I'm away too much on all of these other ones. I've got my product stack now pretty well established. So unless if there's some groundbreaking feature that you have for me, um, I have no need to go to the conference. And I hate to say it. And this is what excites me about MSP Community Minds is, is it's the same people speaking and presenting the same topic at every one of these events. I don't care whether it's small or large. And so after you've gone to enough of them, you're like, it's the same stuff. It's rinse and repeat, you know, and, and you get a lot of the same people that travel to the same ones. So now even the exposure for the vendors isn't as good, right? They don't, they're seeing the same people, which is kind of good because they can build relationship maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. I think it's overpriced, overrated. I think the smaller niche educational type things are really where it's at. That's why we started our marketing seminar series, you know, that we've done. It's done really well for us. The first uh, the first two, we had uh, Kelly Stone on and we had Eric Bowles, where we just talked about, you know, getting out and creating. Don't be afraid. You know, use that, use that phone. You got a great camera on that phone. It's, just do it. You know, and, and you're not bashful. You, you even got it out of your uh, partner conference. Uh, um, Sam, Sam has been like on fire with doing some video now, so. Good stuff, right? Message received, huh? Yeah. 
So he, he got it and he sees it and he's seeing engagement and, uh, you know, those kind of things are working. So, so it's just really a combination of everything, you know, a little bit of work-life balance doesn't have to be so serious, but Mark, next so week, you have to find $2,000 to see Taylor Swift. That's well, true. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, that's just a little bit more work, right? You know, it's going to buy from that seller from now on and stuff. That's, 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 that's the Instagram, you know, side hustle, right? <laughs> Your followers and, and they will, they will come, right? Instagram. Um, but, you know, next, next week we've got uh, Kelsey from, what is it? Cyber QP now, right? But we're talking about the importance of your personal brand and how much uh, your personal brand can influence who you're connected to into um, your company that you work for and the, how important that tie is as to building relationship and how people perceive and, and look and see you and building it to that product, right? Because it's proven. It's proven in numbers. It's proven in statistics that... Uh, People may be following you, but not following your company. They may start following your company, but if they follow you and they like you, maybe they're going to check into your brand that you represent. So it's a very tough balance. Kelsey's done a great job over the last couple of years of building her own brand and, and getting out in the community and, and, you know, doing it. So, so we're going to have some fun and talk about that. And, you know, we've got, uh, We've even got uh, Bobby Jacobs coming on after that. We're going to talk about chat, chat and marketing. Where does it work? Where does it doesn't work? What are the common pieces? We've got HubSpot on the agenda to come in and talk about how people really don't use the right components of HubSpot. They just kind of still use it as a CRM and they're not using all of the components of what it really has to offer to get other pieces built out of it. And then our own very famous friend, Ken Patterson, to come in and talk about building community and both your personal community and your work community, how they kind of come together. So, um, and we've got some people that are going to be coming in after that to talk about print that aren't even in the IT industry. They're just really solid print people and you know, print advertisers down from billboards all the way down to postcards, everything in between, print and radio. So, okay. so it, it's fun. It's a, it's, it's something that's new, right? Because uh, there hasn't really been a lot of um, traction out there for marketing people. It's all business owners or sales or operations. So it, it's, it's gotten good good traction and we're getting some good attendance, which I'm pretty happy about, to be honest. <laughs> so, good. But I think it's a good service. It's a good education and it's getting, you know, there it's, it's a non-selling uh, series and it's just once a month. So, you know, it's getting, getting some good traction, but we're going to address all these different things. And then at the end of the year, we're going to kind of do a panel of, of some experts, uh, you know, every, every four or five sessions, we're going to do a panel on the experts in the different areas and how they all build together. And, and uh, the latter part of the year, we're going to talk about, you know, um, building some strategy for your next year, right? How do you get, how do you get launched 
because uh, if you're waiting till January to get into building your strategy, you're too late, right? You should already have your plan put in place, put your budget together and, and work that. And that's, you know, that's where we're really going to focus on our educational workshop in, in community minds. That's good. Good to know. Building it out, yeah. building your worksheet and, and getting, getting you springboarded where you're doing it right there, boilerplating it, putting it out, and then having conversation in the group about what's worked, what hasn't worked, and, you know, why are you plugging it back in if it didn't work? Right? All right. So if you want to learn about how to build your marketing plan, check out MSP Community Minds in Denver, August 14th, 14th, 15th. Yep. There it is. And the venue, the venue, the venue will be going up onto it. So you're going to start seeing some tabs on that page. It'll have the venue, we'll have the speakers, which are already up there, but we're going to move them into a tab and we're going to get some agenda hopefully here pretty soon. I know you and I are, we, we talked about that and get some of the other speakers getting the agenda worked out. Yeah, we we uh, Denver in August is not uh, not a bad time to be out there. Yeah, and you have a good one coming up for your partners too, right? Yeah, in that's Chicago. not until September. Yeah, that's not until it's September. September, but you know, right before Chicago turns cold and gets horrible. So yeah, you know, there's I think another September great is like the last month you can do Chicago before it gets a little cold. <laughs> and the wind starts blowing from the lake. Yep, but you know that's another great. Um, you know, I heard from a lot of the partners that I've talked to that went to your last one, and they came back with some really good stuff here. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had some, some meetings splintered off with a couple of them to, to work on some things with them, but they're excited, right? They got excited coming out of that, uh, about it. And that's the kind of thing that makes a partner, you know, the partners can take a lesson out of that of, you know, do I have to really do a big trade event or can I do something that's more niche to my circle and my prospects that, you know, will really be much, much better for the community than this big massive thing where they I guess it depends how big of a draw you are. If you're Taylor Swift, then you can do it anyway. Yeah. Well, getting people to pay you to come. Right. I mean, wow. You know, wouldn't that be great if our, if our, uh, if our attendees could pay for us to come to them. Wow. That's never going to happen. <laughs> That's a dream. Yeah. So, but all good stuff. All good stuff. There's a lot, lot on the horizon. Uh, and, uh, marketing is going to change. That's, you know, one thing. And that's the marketeers have to shift. And it's, uh, we're working on some of that. And the shift. Shift. We're going to learn all about that community minds, I think. The shift. Yep. Yep. We're going right. to have a lot of, lot of boilerplate stuff that they can open up right there, fill out, and then some samples that they can take back and figure out how they can cater it up for themselves. And really Beautiful. do it. Actionable things, not yeah. just PowerPoint, death by PowerPoint. I feel like that's been a lot of these breakout sessions at a lot of these conferences for many years. It's like, you didn't do anything. Six months later, I'm like, hey, whatever, do you ever follow? No, no I never, I never did anything. But I got some cool bouncy balls <laughs> and some pens. Well, I, mean, I hear, I hear, I hear there might be B-Voip shot glasses. Shot glasses? Don't we still have beer mugs? 
Oh, we got plenty of beer mugs. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. We have 90 cases of beer mugs at 12 in a case. So yeah, you have plenty of beer mugs to give out. Beautiful. Beer mugs are great. Now we'll just have to figure out a good Pilsner to put in there we'll be, or an IPA. We, we could brew some. No, well, I mean, listen, there's only so many hours in the day. And if you brew too much, you got to get the license, remember? I'll, I'll, I'll brew it in my neighbor's house. That way I can say <laughs> it was him. It wasn't me. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. All right. Well, Pete, how do people find out more about you and your company and your series of things that you're kicking off here? Where do they go and find all that good information? Sure. They can go to equilibriumconsult.com. Everything is right out there in the open. We're very transparent with our programs, pricing, everything is right there. Schedule, appointment, you can get to us. Our LinkedIn page is right from there. You can jump out, make sure to go out, follow us, like us, whatever. Got a great series of blogs up on the website too on all topics marketing. I mean, you want to dig into some good topics. There's some really hot, hot blogs that are out there that deal with every part of marketing. So all, all educational on there. And uh, phone number's right on there too. So you can always pick up the phone or you can schedule an appointment. I, I'm happy to chat with anybody. If you got any questions, come on through. Pick up the phone. Yeah. Anyway. All That's right. a lost then, start. People don't like to talk to anymore. Wait, you won't have to wait for Taylor Swift to come back to the, to the Northeast to see Jen. She'll be out and about. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Yep. But but wine might fast forward that conversation. I don't know. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this session was recorded. You'll find it at some point on mspinitiative.com under sessions. Every session we've ever done since March of 2020, because we all know what happened then, is all there. So uh, lots of good stuff. Uh, obviously, keep doing these uh, Tuesdays, when, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays one o'clock Eastern time. And then again, check out the rest of the stuff that we're doing at mspinitiative.com, Community Minds, the MSP block parties. Um, and then obviously we have the community offers and you know the industry calendar out there to help you out as well. For everyone else, catch you on the flip side. We'll see you back here again on Tuesday. See ya. See ya.